Hey, listeners, before we get started, if you're enjoying these episodes, you can actually check them out on YouTube in full video. You can just search Honest Ecommerce and you'll get pulled right to our channel. Make sure you subscribe and ring the bell for all the updates. Please don't beat people up with the shop now, shop now, shop now, um, and be a lot more interesting than just here, buy my stuff. Welcome to Honest Ecommerce, a podcast dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host, Chase Clymer, and I believe running a direct-to-consumer brand does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. On this podcast, we interview founders and experts who are putting in the work and creating real results. I also share my own insights from running our top Shopify consultancy, Electric Eye. We cut the fluff in favor of facts to help you grow your e-commerce business. Let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Honesty Commerce. Today, I am lucky to be chatting with one of the leading e-commerce retail consultants in the industry today, Amy Biddle. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Chase. Good to talk with you. Oh, it's always a pleasure. So we're going to dive in today. We're going to be talking a little bit about cold traffic, messaging, you know, kind of just how to make more sales. Um, but first, I guess just, you know, why should people listen to you? Let's get a little bit of your rap sheet. What have you been up to? How you, how'd you get where you are? Because I said so. Because I said so. That's why. Listen to me because when, you know, what people in my group have said is listen to Amy. That was a hashtag for a while. And uh, just do what Amy says and they make money. So, you know, sometimes it's just little things like how's your schema? What's your structured data doing? You know, like it's little techie stuff that you don't really think about. You don't want to think about because the store owner wants to think about their product and their customers. Well, it's more than that. I mean, always looking at the lists and offers. That's my great obsession in life is lists and offers and how to use those to improve business for e-commerce store owners. Can you kind of uh, explain that a little more? What is a list and offer? Yeah. So your list is your people and that's um, suspects, people who don't know anything about you, prospects, people who perhaps have been to your site, perhaps um, have some product awareness of your thing, whatever your thing is, whether it's yours or not, and then customers. And then how do you speak to these people? What do you say? How do you know what to say? Are you, um, you know, if it's a coffee date, are you being inappropriate and just going too far on a first date? Or are you, you know, really, really saying something that's going to be interesting and engaging and say, hey, you want to have a second date? I mean, that's messaging 101. So, so that's, that's where the crossover of lists and offers is. But the offers is, how, what, do you, what are you selling? And how do you talk about what you're selling? Um, these are really key things to to really get targeted down into. Um, I mean, we don't have three hours, but that's that's a three hour talk right there. Absolutely. So, um, with kind of some of those statements that you're making, you know, your your list, and then the offer that you're presenting to basically your list. Um, sounds like the types of merchants you're working with are a little bit further along than startups, or is that making an assumption? Well, it's never too early to start thinking about lists and offers. Like even if you've just started your store, I'm working primarily with Shopify store owners, but we do big commerce too. Um, so it's really never too early to start thinking about these things because as you develop a list, people will remember, oh, I like this person. I don't know why. You know, like they see you come up, please, please have them see you come up in their email account. 
you know, if you're not, that's, I wrote a book it's on Amazon, go get that. And then, um, you know, like how you're talking to them, what you're saying to them, please don't beat people up with the shop now, shop now, shop now. Um, and be a lot more interesting than just here, buy my stuff. Nobody wants to get beaten up all the time. So start, start there. But yes, we do work with the advanced brands also. Like they're at a million a year, they're at 2 million a year. And to my way of thinking, that's a great place to keep growing from, but you have to get there first. So really there are kind of two, two segments that I'm working with. Absolutely. And then I like how you're talking about don't beat people up and using that analogy. And it kind of just makes me think of uh, Gary V's jab, 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 right hook book, yes. which he, it, you know, it distills down into one sentence really, which is provide valuable content and don't ask for the sale every time. Like that's the basis of that book, which is yes. what you're kind of repeating here. Yeah, it's it's a lot like that. And I read that book when it came out and, you know, good, good. Uh, so I don't talk like Gary Vee, you know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, tough and exciting and, you know, do all the stuff that he does. But, um, but really the, the idea is the same is be, you know, I like what my father-in-law says, old Jewish man from Brooklyn, right? He says, be a mensch. You know, be the person that people want to be around, be, be a, a decent human being. And you bring that into your marketing. That's where your brand grows from. And that's organic brand growth. Absolutely. So we're talking about uh, providing valuable content to your list. Mm -hmm. um, and most of this is, you know, getting in their inbox and giving them content that they enjoy and not asking for the sale every time, right? And I feel like this is a problem that a lot of merchants have is they're just like, well, what is that content? What should I do? Yeah. And obviously, it's kind of it depends on what product you're selling and what niche you're in. But do you have any advice for people that are kind of struggling to figure out how to just come up with like a content system within their business and have stuff to talk about? Yes, absolutely. So um, it's so there are really good brands to emulate. Um, Jay Peterman catalog. I think they're 45 years in business now. They used to just be a paper catalog. They went out of business for a while. Now they're back. They're online. Um, get on their email list. Most people listening are not going to buy their stuff. I don't buy their stuff. It's like old people clothing, you know, but what they're really good at is they sell clothing with drawings. They just do, you can't even see a photograph of the thing that you're buying until you're like really digging into that product page. And the other thing is they tell stories. So like my chances of going on a safari are like less than zero, but their stories are about this, is what you wear on the safari. And you know, it's the, the stories are brilliant. So that's one. And another one is spider. Um, they sell ski and snowboarding equipment and, you know, young, hip, cool, really, really awesome emails. They tell stories. They have a lot more content and words on their emails about Olympians, about people who use their stuff. And every single email is still selling. I'm not saying don't sell. I'm saying use content, develop uh, the relationship with your customers uh, and prospects and suspects, you know, to really be a human being first opens doors. Absolutely. And I think that's a big hack for a lot of people is you can get inspiration for content from it doesn't have to be your competitors or people even in your in your industry. It's just go 
jump on some email lists, follow some brands and see what they're doing. And you'll be surprised at just how much repetition there is in the industry. Um, Here's another thing that I've like realize a lot lately is you can say the same thing multiple times and you recycle that content way more than you you truly believed um which is something that you only notice if you're actually paying attention yes right right so i'm on email list where i read every single email that comes through and people are recycling content like just across a few months you know oh i got this email you know like a few months ago and i have the kind of mind that like collects this marketing stuff. So I'm on lists that have nothing to do with anything that I do. I don't even buy products in this, you know, um, industry. I don't even, I'm not even like, you know, like politics and religion and products and all kinds of stuff. And I'm not into their thing, but I'm watching what they're doing because I want to take from another industry and use it over here with the brands that I'm working with. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, I mean, and content recycling, Absolutely. So one day, um, brilliant marketer po- sent in the postal mail to me an email I had received a week before. Who's doing that? I love that. Oh yeah, there's. I actually interviewed um, a few weeks ago someone that it, it's a direct integration with Shopify that allows you to do kind of uh, direct mail retargeting like you would through like your email automation software, but with actual physical mail. Uh, it's pretty interesting software. Yep. And that's one of the things that I offer. I offer an ID graph identity resolution tool that allows you to capture not just your customers and mail to them, but prospects also. So that's one of the things that people who work with me get. Well, can you explain a little bit more what that is? Yeah, absolutely. We install a widget on the website, um, just a, a little script, and it sits on the website and it connects to the ID graph, which, you know, if you ever look, I look at this thing all day and I can't think of what it's called. Pixel Helper. Okay. You look in Pixel Helper, God, and um, you look on there and then you see one of the lines that they are talking about is graph. Well, Facebook has a graph, which is how they collect data, but... That's third-party data. You're not allowed to use third-party data anymore, which is why Facebook is having the issues that they're having right now for you know marketing and everything. So what we have is a way of creating first-party data, collecting your visitor data that taps into a uh, an ID graph that pulls emails, phone numbers, postal addresses, um, and then enables that store owner to mail, letters, postcards, whatever, to people who did not opt in and build retargeting audiences that you then upload to your ad platforms, all the ad platforms, Google, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Pinterest, Snapchat, you upload those with a list that does not die from the attribution window. Cool stuff. Yeah, that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, So with your merchants that you work with are there any particular verticals or industries that you kind of find more success with you know it's interesting um i've worked with everything from food to clothing to beauty to supplements to um apparel it's in a lot of ways it's the same thing um and one of the things that i really like is just within the niche, the the broader industry of um, e-commerce, um, you can do, like if you're doing something with food, you can do the same thing selling shirts. But I do want to warn everyone 
Don't be a commodity. Don't be selling eggs, milk, gasoline. You know, those are commodity products. Unless, of course, you're selling pasture-raised eggs, okay? That's a premium product. So um, pasture-raised eggs is a way of differentiating in a commodity market, right? Pasture-raised chickens, you know, that's $8 a dozen, at least where I live, uh, because I don't live in New York City anymore. Um, so that's $8 a dozen versus $3.12 a dozen for the commodity eggs with the inhumane, you know, whatever. So the way to do that in any market is be different. How do you how do you be different? Well, you don't have to be different in front of the whole world. You just have to be different for your people. So what other ideas? How can you give more? And now we're back to offers. So we're thinking about, all right, if I could give, this is like the, the classic business question. If I could give anything, everything, and to my, to my customers, to my prospects, how could I give the most? Like what the sun, the moon, and the stars. I want to give them everything. And then you figure out, I think Alex Hermosi walks through this in um, the 100 million uh, book. Um, it's right next to me. Awesome. Great book. Good. I love that book. Um and so that's how you put together the offer and then figure out, okay, here's what I want to give. And sometimes I get up at three, four in the morning and just scribble this out. You know, what do I want to give? How much, what can I, how much can I give in value? And then that turns into new products over time. Um, or it turns into bundles. Uh, speaking of bundles, please raise your average order value like yesterday um, because like money in the bank. So um, yeah, give more, be different. So you kind of skirted by a very, very important point there, which is if you are building a direct-to-consumer business, which if you're building something on Shopify, that's probably what you're building is you're selling a, a product to an end consumer that's a direct-to-consumer business, right? 101. Mm -hmm. um, yep. If you're going to do that, you need to have a product that is more on the luxury scale. It needs to have a fat margin because cost per acquisition and shipping, which everyone expects to be free these days, eats into your margin. So you cannot do that with a commodity product. And so uh, one thing that I kind of noticed in, in the past couple of years is uh, brands that are successful on their own website, are they lean more towards this luxury thing. They have a bit more of a price point. Um, they are extremely differentiated by way of either um, you know materials or process or mission or etc they aren't commoditized and and they win on their own website whereas you will see people that build arguably the same product but they put it out through Amazon with no differentiation and they they're still winning don't get me wrong but it is an economy of scale and it is a volume play which yep. is more overhead and headache if you actually look at stuff at the end of the day. Um, not saying one is better than the other. One is just a little bit less work, in my opinion. Um, yeah. And it's just an interesting thing. So if you're going to get into it and you want to own your customer data and you want to build lifetime value and you want to build an asset where you actually have that customer information, and you want to do that on your own platform like a Shopify or something like that, make sure that you have a fat margin and make sure your product has a reason to exist. Oh, all everything you just said. Yes, mic drop. I mean, huge. Right, exactly. So I think the coffee just kicked in. Yeah, awesome. I love that. This is coffee 2.0 right here this morning. Um, so yeah, I mean, so the Amazon thing. Be on Amazon because there are shoppers on Amazon. So if you drop your car keys, 
I hope you drop them under a streetlight, you know, because it's easier to find them. But if you didn't, you know, you have to go looking in the dark corners for your, for your car keys, but do both. Why not do both? If you have the capacity to be on Amazon, be on Amazon, it's a whole different animal. Um, and you know, difficult to manage. You don't own your customers, you don't own your list, but you can move a lot of products. So yes, if you have the margins, and you can handle the fees at FBA, blah, blah, blah. You know, yes, do all that. Um, have a Shopify store. Um, because in my uh, retailer's email playbook, um, I have a, a graph. It's just an XY. Um, one line up, one line off to the right. And you want both kinds of control over your business. You want control. You want the, the assets, the properties that you own. That's Shopify. And you want to sell where the people are. That's Amazon. And you want to do both uh, sorts of things. Now, do you start there? No. Master one. Get good at one and then go to the other. So if you like Amazon more, start there. If you like Shopify more, start there. You know, But start. Do start. Absolutely. And you just mentioned something about a playbook. What's that? Can you tell me a little bit more? Yeah. Retailers email playbooks. So um, I was having a lot of questions from clients about how to improve their email uh, marketing campaigns um, and, you know, game overall. So I wrote a book. It's on Amazon. It's called the Retailers Email Playbook. And it's uh, basically 67 points to win at email stuff you can start right away. Quick, easy read. I think it's only 90 pages. I mean, it's it's short. It's not, you know, a, a huge tome. Absolutely. And it, it, I find that some of the longer books are just reiterating the point a little bit too much. <laughs> yeah. You, you hit about a, a certain page and then it kind of falls off a cliff. Absolutely. Awesome. So is there anything that I didn't ask you about today that you think would resonate with our audience? Um, you know, I'm excited about our ID graph product. It's called the ads group system. Um, I will send you the link to the explainer video. Um, and if you can share that with people, that's great. It just explains how this thing works. And, um, you know, in the, in this current day and age of the loss of third party data, Facebook used to buy data from Axiom credit card companies. They're not doing that anymore. Um, and so they're running from their own graph, um, which is getting smaller and smaller and they can't capture the Apple, you know, um, audiences anymore. Uh, they lose them. And after one to seven days, they don't know if they can get those people back. So what do you do? Well, you need to own your data. You need to own your list. You already own your customer list, which, you know, I ho hopefully you're up uploading uh, to your ad platforms. But um, now you can upload a prospect list too. And that just gives you even more control. And that's a list that grows that you own. So I'll make sure you have the information about that as well. Absolutely. We'll put it in the show notes as well. Um, so if someone's listening to this, they, they're picking up what you're putting down. How do they get a hold of you? Where are you at? me. I really, I did that. That's too simple, but that's it. I know it works. Awesome. Amy, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Jeez, thanks for having me. Good to see you. All right. I can't thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing their knowledge and journey with us. We've got a lot to think about and potentially add into our own business. You can find all the links in the show notes. Make sure you head over to honestecommerce.co to check out all of the other amazing content that we have. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review, 
And obviously, if you're thinking about growing your business, check out our agency at electriceye.io. Until next time.